Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. Welcome to the uh, fifth episode of Love is Amazing, but it's also bullshit and can get you murdered. Um, with me always is Nick Luna. Hey, hey. And uh, our special guest today is Pedro Salinas. Welcome, listeners, to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, let's just, uh, still, still no sponsors. One person who's definitely not our sponsor is the uh, wig store from Jersey City. Oh, you talked to them? Still haven't talked to them yet. Okay. Yep. But <laughs> we, uh, we think it would be, a, we still believe that that would be a good idea to, you know, be sponsored by a wig store where murder shows. So, you know, it's like, if you're going to murder someone, you need a wig oh, sure. eventually. Yeah. yeah. A big getaway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a couple wigs even. Yeah. Some yeah, bleach. We, yeah, we bring them a lot of business, man. But yeah. With the, with the podcast uh, economy, though, it probably wouldn't be a store. It should be like a um, like a at home de- wig delivery system. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wig wig of the month. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like. So fuck the wig store in Jersey City. I say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know. How many people need, like, a new wig every month? Murderers? I mean, Serial murderers? Oh, that's true, yeah. The drag queens? Yeah. Drag queens, murderers. Maybe, like, a murderer drag queen, you know? Find where those two roads intersect. Have there been any famous drag queen serial killers? Oh, yeah. Who? I, I don't know. You I mean, said it, it so confidently <laughs> that I thought you had someone. Well, no, I, just because... I mean, John Wayne Gacy dresses a clown, but I wouldn't... I mean, I, it's well, like similar to drag, but it's not drag. And we got so. Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah, okay. Who's uh, fictional. Well, that's a <laughs> character. But is, it, but, is, is Buffalo Bill based on a real... It film? has to be. It has to be, right? <laughs> you know, there has to be somebody who uh, uh, murdered someone, then put his dick between his legs and... Asked the mirror if he wants to fuck himself. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, yes. <laughs> okay, today we are talking about uh, Anne Miller Kantz. Anne Miller Kantz was a blonde bombshell who was born in 1970, right? I wouldn't call her a bombshell. No? I, I, she was cute, though. Yeah, she was a, 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 a she was blonde. They keep mentioning that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, but, I, you know, I would say... Um, I wouldn't call her a bombshell. Yeah, no, maybe like a like a like a grenade or something, or you know. <laughs> I don't know. She's a milf, I guess, right? She's not a. Oh no, she is a mom. Yeah, they had kids. She had kids with. Yeah. Would you air an ILF? ILF. I'd love to fuck. Like, is that does that? Oh, apply? okay. Uh, Would you have sex with Ann Miller Kantz? Oh, totally in a heartbeat. Yeah, even yeah. if there was a possibility of her poisoning you later. Well, um, no. Asking that question, I just thought, um, if we're basing this purely sexually, and then, like, I could just leave afterwards, mm. yes. Okay. But, uh, would I have sex with her and then let her, like, stay over for, like, dinner and lunch mm, and breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what I know now, no. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I could be a sucker sometimes. Sure. Alright, so, um, Ann Miller Kant was, uh, born in, uh, North Carolina, no. Right? No. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. All right. Already <laughs> off to a great start. Okay. And um, where did she end up going to college? Well, she started at Purdue and then graduated with her master's at North Carolina State. I State. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, and she... Um, At Purdue, she met her husband. Yeah, her husband, Eric. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and she studied uh, chemistry, mm-hmm. which is going to be uh, very important later on. They said that, like, even though she was studying chemistry, her real chemical connection was meeting this guy named Eric Miller. But she found her strongest chemical connection when she met fellow student, 18-year-old Eric Miller. Essentially, almost a, a perfect man. Outstanding student, very good athlete. Eric excelled at everything he did. Eric always did the right thing, was always good in school. In other words, Anne and Eric seemed like a perfect match. Her real chemical connection was basically like seducing this dude. Not seducing, but I guess they fell in love. It seemed like they had like a pretty good relationship to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. It, it seemed pretty normal and like supportive, but you know. All right, so knowing what we know now, like, have you ever met someone who's been like totally chill for the longest time, and then just like all of a sudden they became a psycho and you had no idea? Mm. Nah, usually the signs are there from the beginning. The red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when I've dated someone that I knew was crazy, like I knew they were crazy from the get-go. Yeah. Like, you know, this one girl, when I met her, she had this thing I had never heard of, which is like an ankle bracelet, but it monitors <laughs> if uh, you drink alcohol. You never Oh, you never It you... was court appointed, but okay. it was like if she drank any alcohol, it would like send a signal every hour to her like PO officer. Was she under house arrest? No, this was just for her drinking. And I dated her anyway. This lady killed a cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's less nurturing than a desert. Yeah. (laughs) How how often are you supposed to water a cactus? Like once a... Never? Like once once a month? Yeah, once every... That just sounds like neglect, not like, you know... Not like craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying she was a mess. Okay, sure. <laughs> so how did that turn out for you? Uh, not not super well. <laughs> I mean, you guys broke up? Yeah, sort of. Like, uh, full disclosure, you know, I was like going to break up with her and then she showed up with like some codeine cough syrup and oh. I was like, oh, I guess we can date for another week. Because... Because of the Cody? <laughs> wait, wait, why? Because he wanted a party for a week? <laughs> I don't know. I felt it was a nice gesture. Oh, sure, yeah. It was an olive branch. <laughs> and, I, and I was addicted to opiates. <laughs> hey, a, it was my early a, 20s. I'm sorry. That's another, that's another part of it. Um, all right, interesting. All right, so we got these two eggheads. And they're, uh, you know, uh, going at it, uh, studying chemistry in North Carolina. And then they um, go for the Masters, mm-hmm. right? In North yeah. Carolina State. North Carolina State. And then Eric, instead of going for his PhD... No, no, Eric, he gets, Eric a gets a PhD. Instead of getting a high-paying job at a pharmaceutical company, he decides to go into pediatric research. Okay. For uh, pediatric for AIDS. AIDS. Yes. yes. So, when, when did they get married, though? I don't think it matters. Alright, they got married sometime in between uh, then. Let, let's say 2003. I think probably they, they probably got married before... <laughs> if we don't know it, let's just make it up. It's, based on what happened, it's, they, they got married before Eric decided to uh, forsake a pharmaceutical mm-hmm. uh, job f- yep. for uh, a low-paying research job. Yeah. The point we're all trying to make <laughs> is that this guy, Eric Miller, is a saint. <laughs> he takes his knowledge... 
And um, instead of uh, using it to uh, become rich, not not really famous, but you know, get a lot of money and get a boat. Yeah, instead of getting a boat, he says, "Fuck the boat. I'm gonna help kids with AIDS," and that's what he does. However, uh, this is not something that um, Anne is very pleased about. She wants. She's a materialistic and wants a, a life of you know money and the nice glamour ones. and jewels. Yeah, <laughs> and she wants um, cosmetic surgery and stuff like that. So instead, she gets the high-paying job at the pharmaceutical company. Anne's new job brought other changes too. She had some, um, you know, cosmetic surgery on her chest, and she also had lots of other kind of beauty treatments. Does she get like a nose job too? Yeah, it's like something with her face. All right, cool. And at her new uh, research job, not research job, but at her new um, pharmaceutical job, is where she uh, meets this the, our third character of this um, tragic, you know, morality play, Daryl Willard. Daryl. Daryl Willard. Daryl Willard. Daryl Willard is a uh, co-worker of hers. And uh, they seem to really hit it off in the beginning. So uh, she she's trying to get uh, Eric to kind of like, you know, hang out with all her male co-workers and stuff like that. Well, yeah, because she's always out drinking with them. And finally she decides, she's like, hey, I want like Eric in the mix. Yes, exactly. So on November 15th, Eric goes out with all the other, a bunch of other co-workers there and they go bowling. They're drinking, uh, they're going to a bowling alley and they're playing a couple like games. Daryl Willard, who is uh, Anne's male co-worker friend, hands him a beer. Mm -hmm. And the beer tastes funny. Eric tastes his beer. And says, hmm, this beer tastes kind of funky. The other co-worker, who had already you know, sipped some of his beer, said, hey, that's just bowling alley beer. Yeah. The beer tastes funny, but that's just bowling alley beer, man. Yeah, apparently. Would that excuse work for anybody? Like, oh, it, like if it tastes funny, that's just like... Uh, yeah, sure, that would work on me because I wouldn't be expecting, oh, there's probably arsenic in this. Like, that would not be, <laughs> I would not be anywhere near my realm of possibility. So, <laughs> yeah, the, Occam's Razor, beer, bowling, bowling alley beer is probably bad. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that would have worked on me. It would have worked on me in college, yeah. for sure. Now that you've been poisoned a couple times and you're, you've been around the block, you know, you're a little more wise to the ways of... Well, these women, and you're you're more suspicious of. Oh no, I'm. Beer. It's it's uh, it's, I'm not wiser in the least, <laughs> but uh, I did always um, I basically just wanted to get drunk, so I didn't care. You know, at that point in my life, I think I would have drank uh, rubbing alcohol if it did the trick. Mm, probably does. Yeah. It may. It may. Yeah. I know Stephen King used to drink Listerine to get drunk. That's like a big thing with um, what do you call it? Inmates. Uh, no, not inmates. Um, like, what's that show where everybody comes in to help somebody that has a problem? Intervention. Intervention. Oh. Yes. What, what's with the... Why, why Listerine, though, of all things you can abuse? Is it, well, does it get you more fucked up well, than just regular like vodka or something? Well, you know what? I, I don't know. But you know what I heard was in Australian prisons, they drink hand sanitizer. Oh, shit. Because that shit apparently gets you wasted. Yeah. 
I can imagine. I mean, putting it on my hands and smelling it, I feel like I'm already a fucking sorority girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like like 100% alcohol or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I think the Listerine is just a matter of convenience. It doesn't get them more fucked up. Sure. And it's good for the teeth. It's a, it's, it's a tool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for your oral hygiene yeah. and, your, uh, and chasing away the demons in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You could talk to someone and they're not thinking... Oh my God, my mom is wasted at 10 a.m. in the morning. They're thinking, oh, she just brushed her teeth. Yeah, good exactly. for her. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know why she's slurring her words, but <laughs> it's certainly not because of alcohol. Yeah. Sure, mom's driving the wrong way on the highway. Yeah. But oh, what a minty breath she has. <laughs> a couple of that. All right, so back to the story. So Eric drinks his bad tasting bad tasting beer. beer. He tastes he, yes. Gets very sick. Yeah, he goes. Uh, this beer tastes super weird. And then um, was it fucking Daryl Willard that was like, "That's just the way beer tastes." I think it was another coworker. Because they never said that it was Daryl Willard. Daryl goes over to the bar and orders a pitcher of beer. He comes back with three cups of beer and a pitcher. Beer's already poured in the cups. Daryl serves the beer. Daryl Willard hands the beer to each person, including Eric Miller. Yeah, Eric is sick after Daryl hands him a beer. So um, basically, Eric ends up going to the hospital. And then, so he goes to the hospital. The doctors don't know what's wrong with him. Like, his vitals are, like, crashing and stuff like that. Yeah, they run all sorts of tests on him. Yep. But he gets better. He does get better. Yeah. And, you know, he's able to go home. He gets better and he goes home. Once he goes home, uh, his loving uh, wife, Anne, makes him dinner. And then uh, after that dinner, he gets way more sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then ends up going back to the hospital at this point shit is getting really suspicious at the bowling alley you just they just thought it was food poisoning mm-hmm. which is something that i think a lot of people write off when it comes to like arsenic poisoning arsenic poisoning yeah it's just food poisoning <laughs> i don't know i've never had food food poisoning um i'm i'm lucky to say i haven't but now i'm worried i'm gonna get it tonight <laughs> by saying this yeah yeah i've had it twice and it's it terrible. seems pretty terrible yeah yeah where'd you get it from once was a chinese restaurant and like i was there with all my friends it was kind of oh. sketchy and i was the only person that got the brown rice Ooh, okay and apparently from what my father told me my father is a specialist in foodborne pathogens for oh, some okay. reason um, he was, For some reason, well, it's, it's his job. Yeah, it's his job. <laughs> That's yeah. the reason. Yeah, um, but um, basically, he said like you know the white rice gets turned over very quickly, but the brown rice at like some places that are a little sketchy, they usually just make new stuff and put it on top and then just mix it together. Mm. And the brown rice is like a hotbed for bacteria. Like, oh jeez. Anyway, so yeah. was this in New York City or uh-huh. okay? Yeah, it was over like in Harlem. Mm, okay. Do you remember the name of the Chinese restaurant? Was it one of those like China American food and number one fried... Korean shop? Yeah, it was yeah, something right. like that. It was like a very forgettable name. Chinese and Spanish and American food <laughs> plus ice cream and also wings. Yeah. <laughs> one of those places all. Yeah, I've eaten at some of those places and been surprised I didn't get yeah. food poisoning. Well, in Southern California, it seems like like every other shop 
is like a number one Korean donut shop. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right? You would think they would get together and figure it figure it out. You can't all be number <laughs> one. Right? <laughs> you go one, two, three. Like, we are Korean donut shop number 46. I thought Cambodians mostly own donut shops in, in Southern California. That was my impression of the demographic. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, that's like one of those weird things no, where just like... No clue. That, that I heard this third hand. My, my friend's girlfriend was doing like a PhD thesis about oh, okay. specifically Cambodians yeah. owning donut shops. <laughs> that's, and like why that was. Was, and, yeah. was it um, sociology? Yeah, something like anthropology, sociology, something like that. Yeah, that, that I mean that's that's kind of how it works, right? Like a certain immigrant group moves and they they get ingrained into an industry, and then like their family, extended family, and mm-hmm. friends come, and like that's where they can work, you know? Yeah. Anyway, back to murdering. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so he's in the hospital, and they get the test results from the tests from when he was in the hospital the first time. They determine, based on those test results, hey, this guy's got huge amounts of arsenic. Yeah, so, like, um, Ann Miller is uh, just... For a person who uh, got her undergrad degree in chemistry and her master's in whatever something insane murdering your husband well yeah (laughs) but who got her like um masters in like whatever that biochem Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. she um it's crazy how idiotic she is at murdering people Mm. because she couldn't have made it any clearer sure that she was the one who killed him yeah yeah yeah, Make, what would you have done instead? And and and's uh, I mean, you're not a you know, you, you didn't get your master's in biochem, so I didn't I, I no. understand. But like, would you? What? Where do you think she went wrong in terms of uh, besides besides the part where she murders her husband? That's the first thing. She, that's the first wrong decision she made. But yeah. given that, how do you think she could have done it better? You know, the problem is it. It always comes down to motive, and um. She had one. Well, no. So here's the pro- here's the thing I don't understand. I don't really. I still don't get her motive because it wasn't money. Because she had money. Because she got a job at a pharmaceutical company that her husband didn't. Yeah. So she just wanted more. I mean, like, if she wanted more money. Why would she kill her husband? She. I think she might have been a straight up psychopath. I think she just wanted to kick it with Daryl. She did, but why couldn't she just fucking divorce him? Yeah, right. Maybe that's fair. Maybe so. He, so here's my theory that I just developed in the last just, 20 minutes. just a second ago. So yep. you, you kept saying, "Oh, Eric Miller, what a what an angel, so good." What if he wasn't? What if he was Ooh. actually a, a bad guy who was uh, covering his nefarious behavior by doing pediatric AIDS research? <laughs> like, for example, this uh, you know you ever heard of Jimmy Savile? No. He's, no, no, he's the British Bill Cosby. Like he was the very famous like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TV host who then. Oh, I have out, heard. Of, yeah. yeah, like molested like hundreds of kids, yeah. and because he like would donate to all these children's hospitals, mm-hmm. and he would use that as a way to like get access to sick children, yeah, and molest them in their fucking sick beds. Wait, he would molest sick children? Yeah, 
because he had access to them because he donated all this money to hospitals and stuff. Oh, Jesus. So what if Eric Miller was a, you know, low-key Jimmy Savile figure? Oh, that's a bombshell. May, I mean... <laughs> well, it is a bombshell. <laughs> it's, it's pure speculation, but maybe that was the yeah. Of... yeah. No, no, it's, it's a bombshell, but anything could be a bombshell. Like, well, I... well, to be fair, we know very little about Eric Miller. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> no. If he did anything even slightly shady like that... Mm. She would have brought it up when she was ended up being um, indicted. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Valid point. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, here's my other theory. Yeah. Eric poisoned himself. Anna. No, Anna. Anna's dead, and Eric's alive. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's my theory. Yeah. Is it's a iron is. Finkel? Finkel is Ihorn? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I, I like that formulation. Yeah. What is that from? That's from Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. He finds out that like the lady was actually the kicker. In the, the oh, shit. Yeah. yeah I gotta know. watch that movie again. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a great movie. I wonder if it holds up. It totally holds probably up. Probably does. Yeah, Jimmy Carrey. Jim, well, Jimmy Carrey. <laughs> Jimmy Carrey's <laughs> physical comedy, I feel like, holds up. He's just a very... Just, just impossible to not laugh at that guy. Yeah, I yeah. hope there's. I hope no uh, terrible sexual harassment claims come out about him. You know who, who I'm super scared about is, uh, like, I I'll jump off a bridge if if, if somebody points the finger at Tom Hanks. I don't know. I, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind if um, Matt Damon went down. Well, Ben Affleck kind of has gone down. Yeah. A little bit. Casey Affleck. Definitely. I mean, oh. Well, he hasn't gone down, but everyone no. kind of knows about. He was accused before even the firestorm. Yeah, it's weird. yeah, that's a weird one. There's a couple like that. Mel Gibson, people are pointing out a lot. That's like, this guy's still in movies and he's, yeah. his transgressions were you know worse than some of the ones we're like punishing now. Yeah. There might be someone else that I'm forgetting, but yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, yeah. But you know, it's funny, but now there's some people like Mel Gibson. who's like, Phew, good yeah. thing I'm just anti-Semitic. Right. You know, well, like, he, that call, he, he called a cop sugar tits. That's, you know, that, I would say that's like verbal. He sexual did. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. like the, that's one of the, you know, yeah. He also said the N word. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite, I mean, not that there's any good context for it, but it was quite a bad context. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if uh, that was someone's defense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just say the sentence before and after, please. Right, right. <laughs> That's all I ask. <laughs> you want to get back to the story? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, wait. So we're so uh, okay. So huge amounts of arsenic. Um, huge amounts of arsenic. All right, um, and then all right, if, go for it. Uh, well, yeah. Then they go and search her house. They don't find anything, so they search her office. Oh wait. Be, uh, oh, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so before that, um, so like the cops are like, oh, so it must be you, the wife. And then they're like, then she's like, why do you think that? It's like, oh, because. Um, because it's obvious. <laughs> because first off, she he gets sick right after dinner, but also they figure out that um, who's ever been poisoning him has been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. We're talking about five months. Mm-hmm. So whoever been poisoning him needed to have access to him for a very long time. So that would only that mean it could be only two people, uh, his wife. Or they're like, I don't know, 
one-year-old daughter at the time. Yeah, and I still suspect her. <laughs> the, the, the jury's out on her. You know, they never they never looked in on her, you know? So, who knows, right? So, that's when they started in on all, like, the search warrants mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, they went to her... They didn't find anything in the house. Nothing in the house. Yes. But they did go to her work, and they found... This lab compound. Cackle Silkamanid. Night. <laughs> you go. You pronounce yeah. it. Nick. Uh, sodium cacanomale? Alright, Pedro. Your um, turn. It's caca. And then it's like, caca, and then it's a real word after caca. I remember that. Sodium cacodillin. Whatever it was. Yeah. Sodium cacodillin. We uh, all tried hard. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it was, the cops said, the cops go, oh, gotcha. And then they say, oh, fuck. She works at a chemical place. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Right. Because um, that's something that just could be there naturally. But what they did find out is that. They found steamy emails. Steamy emails. Steamiest. Between um, her and Daryl Willard. Mm-hmm. Heard that. You guys ever written any steamy emails? Not really. I've written harshly worded emails. Oh, to who? Uh, <laughs> Rather not say. Wow, okay. I've had <laughs> st- steamy pictures in emails I've received. Well, that's a steamy email. That yeah, okay. No. All right, cool. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, steamy emails. I wonder what, do you think she was sending, like, this dude? Well, let's remember this was 2004. I was so just about to say that. Like, so, a, a yeah. Email capability then was limited. Yeah. And, all, like, what the fuck would they, probably using, like, AOL. <laughs> or email. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, man, I can't, I can't wait to yeah. read all these steamy emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the time where if you wanted to get like uh, nude pictures, you actually would have to um, go into chat rooms. Do you remember that? Um, I never got nudes in chat rooms. I usually I just talked about DBZ with twenty five year old guys when I was like ten about, <laughs> Dragon, about Dragon Ball Z in chat rooms. That was mostly uh, never got sexual, thankfully. For me. That was me oversharing. No, no, I, I think your experience. That's really common. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that I, I didn't you know do sex yeah. stuff on chat rooms. Pedro is fine, but <laughs> next time just roll with it, okay? So I'll just lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lie to seem cool to my friends. Yeah. I'm already done with that. When when I bare my soul, yeah, you need to back me up <laughs> because otherwise, what, what kind what kind of nudes would you look for in these chat rooms? Just like tits? <laughs> we just be like anyone got pictures of tits, and someone would be like. Matter of fact, here here's one right here. <laughs> it would be something like yeah, yeah. that. Um, Where we're at is steamy emails. Uh, and then the police sit down with Daryl. And they're like... And I said, Daryl, I'll be honest with you. From the phone records, from the emails, from everything that I know about this case, I think you've been used by a woman. Daryl Willard looked up at me and said, yeah, and she did a good job of it. But he doesn't really specifically give anything away outside of that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. That's that's the rundown. And at this point, Ann Miller's moved away, right? No, oh, not, not yet. yet. Okay. Yeah. 
that must have been like quite the moment when he realized how much she really got a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he had to realize that before, but do you think do you think you could that could ever you could ever get to that point where I've I'm, I've enabled the murder of someone's husband because or of, or dump some arsenic in some mm. other dude's beer? Oh right, yeah, because at a bowling alley. I mean, I only if like I had heard horrible things about that guy. I guess like yeah. if I was if I was in the in the sexual thrall of this seductress, someone like <laughs> Ann Miller, right? That's one L, that's one variable. Yeah, and the other one is Ann's telling me all these stories about you know how her husband's like diddling kids that you know who have AIDS or whatever, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's Jimmy Savileing all the. But on those two, I'd be like, this motherfucker needs to die, you know. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the the knight that saves this, my princess Anne. And then I guess I could see myself. You really think that uh, could probably, happen? Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've started to take a very um, sympathetic view. No, not sympathetic view, but I, I, I have a very doubtful view of my own righteousness in certain situations where like i don't i don't really know how i would behave in extreme circumstances right sure and i think people always are sure they're like oh i would never like if, i always think about the, the those abu Ghraib photos right the famous like photos of the iraqi uh, uh prisoners getting like tortured that came out like in the bush era yeah like how do you know that if you were were one of those American soldiers in that detention camp? You would not be participating in that. Behavior. I would one hundred percent probably be involved in those photos. Yeah, how do you know? I just don't. I, it's like yeah. it's hard to gauge what you would do in certain right. situations. Yeah, exactly. It's like similar to like the Stanford like prison experiment right. type thing, you know? Yeah. What about you, Nick? What do you mean? Do you think um, <laughs> a girl could ever talk you into dumping arsenic into a dude's beer? At a bowling alley. Uh, Maybe not a bowling alley, but at a baseball game. Who knows, right? Yeah, there's arsenic everywhere at baseball games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of going like, to piggyback off what Pedro was saying. Like, if the guy was a real scumbag, then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think I could <laughs> totally do that. I think, I think, you know, it's like thinking clearly 100%. It's kind of like, no way, this is definitely something that, like, uh, people should tell the police and this could be a problem. But as soon as she might be like, what if we have sex a bunch? I'll be like, well, uh, okay. More, <laughs> more likely, it's, it would be that I would sort of passively, like, look the other way while she slowly murdered her husband. Okay, yeah. That would be something I could see myself doing. And I feel like that's kind of what Daryl did for the most part. With yep. The exception right. of the yes. beer at the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, clearly, Daryl did not feel very good about what he did. No. He did not. Yeah. yeah, because the next day he went to talk to a lawyer. So after that talk with the lawyer, uh, the police simultaneously. Sure. You say it. Simultaneously? Simultaneously. It's, it still is. Simultaneously? Right. Simultaneously. You keep going Mew, like like Mew the Pokemon, but okay. go Mole. Simultaneously. There you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you should be a speech therapist. Yeah. Very... Uh, simultaneously execute a search warrant for his house. Mm-hmm. They don't find anything. But then, um, then his wife comes home and finds Daryl dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. They don't say where it's to. I'm, I imagine the head, but... Yeah, they found him in the garage. 
What do you think his soul was in hell or heaven? Uh, I think it's purgatory. I think he's yeah, like... That, yeah, right. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I think he really bitched out at the last moment because there's no way he didn't put that arsenic in that guy's beer and he still didn't admit to it. Never did. He, he wrote a lengthy like suicide note and was like, yes, I had an affair, but no, I had no part in this murder. So, you know what? I, I retract my statement. He's not in purgatory. That guy's in hell. Okay. Because... If you're going to kill yourself, just cop to it, right? Sure. You don't have to be there for the judgment. In fact, mm-hmm. you most definitely won't be. Well, the, but also, honestly, that makes me think that maybe... Maybe he didn't? Yeah, there's no reason why he would keep lying if he was already, like, killing himself. All right, but d- he know? poured the beers, right? Yeah, he poured he the did. beer. Sure. Yeah, I mean... He poured the beers, but I guess what he's... The psychology here is mysterious. I think we, we can agree on that. That uh, We're not sure what Daryl's motives were. So the police keep on searching. And it turns out that, uh, what was it, like three days before the bowling alley incident, uh, they went to Chicago together. Mm, yes, they did. Yep, and checked into the uh, Ritz-Carlton. And yep. fucked in a hotel room. Yeah, got mad room yeah. service. Yep, a ton of room service. So we all know what that means. Wait, was that before the bowling? I know. I thought that was before. Wait, it was three days before the bowling. Alley. Okay, okay. Three days before the bowling. Wait, alley. What does that prove? Just that they were having an affair. Yeah. It proves that they're having an affair, but it also proves that like she really had him under her thumb. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like three days in a hotel room with a girl I like, she could basically what? talk me into almost anything. They were probably like drinking beer themselves, and he's like. You know what would be good in the spear if I was uh, giving it to my husband? Arsenic. Mm. Yeah. And she was like, oh shit, I have some arsenic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so okay, so Daryl Willard dies, kills uh, himself, and, yeah, then yeah, yeah. and then what happens? Uh, they run a newspaper story on it, like kind of like implicating uh, Anne. Mm. And then Anne moves to her sister's in Wilmington. And then um, the biggest lead is when Daryl's widow comes out and tells... Everyone that her and Daryl had talked about the affair, but he denied any wrongdoing in the uh, murder of Eric. So, basically, while Daryl was meeting with his lawyer, Rick Gammon, they had lengthy conversations that were recorded, and the police wanted to get these uh, recordings, or not the police, the prosecution wanted these recordings you know, thrown into evidence, and they threw uh, numerous motions to do that. All were unsuccessful. Uh, because of basically um, attorney-client privilege. This guy, Rick Gammon, uh, kept on saying, like, I can't tell you what my client said because of attorney-client pr- privilege, but I guess the prosecution kept on saying, well, uh, your client's dead, so that doesn't apply anymore. So there was this whole like legal battle, and that's basically what it came down to. Sure. Whether or not um, attorney-client privilege still uh, applied in this situation. Sure. And while all this is happening, Ann Miller got a new life in Wilmington, bought a new house, and she has a new husband, Paul and, Kuntz. Okay, here's the... She, and a new job at an pharmaceutical new, company, which yeah. I, the more I think about it, it blows my mind that they didn't look into this woman's... 
recent past. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, it's a little weird that your husband died of arsenic poisoning and then uh, another, uh, your co-worker killed himself. Yeah. That's like a strange <laughs> couple events. Yeah. Because they so would have asked her, oh, why'd you leave your last job? Like, what the fuck did she say? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. just he disagreed with my supervisor. Like, yeah. It, there, was, there was this, like, bug going around that, like... The symptoms were, like, kind of severe. Like, what type? It's like, oh, you would kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, it just it's crazy because it's like, I mean, you know, now if you get a job, they, like, trawl through your online history to figure out if anything's untoward. And, uh, yeah, she just got another job, like, fucking like that. Well, that's the thing. Um, it was back in 2004 at this point. There was the yeah. internet, though, in 2004. But I guess it was harder to dig up and yeah. I mean, info. wasn't Facebook, like, in its infancy then? Yeah, I mean, 2004, I think that's, like, when Mark Zuckerberg was, like, at Harvard, mm -hmm. you know, like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, scamming the Winklevoss twins and getting broken up with. Or, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess, like, back before the internet, you really could just start over. Yeah, and you just, could. And just move, like, yeah. 30 miles away, and, and it's, like, your new life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. She didn't even move states. Right, yeah. She stayed in the same state. That's and they were, they were like, oh, yeah, all that sounds totally legit. We have a bunch of um, employees here that have... Have dead spouses for arsenic poison. various reasons, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but so then because of the because that decision about the uh, client with uh, whatever that's attorney, called, attorney client, client privilege, privilege, yeah, because yeah. that's ruled in favor yeah. of the prosecutor. Yeah, so they get the notes from uh, Daryl's lawyer uh, Rick uh, Gammon, and uh, he basically says basically the court says that Rick Gammon has to turn over all the um i think you made tapes right no it was just the notes from just special. the notes mm -hmm. all right so uh one of his notes said that the first time that eric miller who is a uh you know a hero in uh the world of um pediatric aids uh fell ill after the bowling incident uh while he was in the hospital and miller went down to derek Will willard's suv and um, lifted up a syringe and said, I poisoned... Like, yeah, like I poisoned him, right? In the yeah. IV. But it was like, it was the day that uh, Eric uh, Miller died. And she met up with Daryl in the parking lot in his SUV and was like, I did it with this poison needle, put it into his IV. And that was the day that he died. Okay. So that wasn't after the bowling alley then? No, it was the second time, like the day of his death. Okay. All right. So that seems like a pretty like, <laughs> like I did it. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's that. That was the smoking gun right there. Uh, the spurting syringe, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> she had used a syringe and put poison in Eric's IV while he was still at Rex Hospital. So then they try Anne, and uh, she agrees to a plea deal. She does agree to a plea deal. Which is very generous, really, in the whole scheme of her whole plan. Yeah, it's conspiracy to commit murder and then also second-degree murder, second which I don't really understand the distinction. Because doesn't, like, first and second-degree murder include conspiracy to commit murder? Is that the well, whole point? Yeah, I thought first-degree murder includes the conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, intent with intent to do it, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. It's, like, if you think about it, because... Charlie Manson, he was convicted of first degree murder. Oh, and, right, but he didn't actually and kill. And he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. He was innocent, dude. We were doing this fucking bullshit, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so, and then she also gets 25 years in prison. Uh, she goes to prison on November 25th, 2005, with a prepared statement where she pretty much doesn't admit to any guilt. They were empty words. There was no regret. There still is no regret. The only thing she regrets is that she got caught. That's, right. that's... That is the saga of uh, Anne Miller Kotz. And Eric Miller, too. And Eric Miller, yes. And Let's not forget the victim. Daryl Willard. Somebody asked, aren't you happy? I said, two men are laying dead in the ground. What in the hell is there to be happy about? Which is fair. This is a tragic tale. So hey. what, do we, what have we learned from this saga, do you think? What, what's instructive about this to your listeners? I mean, I think, um, I think what we learned is... Uh, Always take a high-paying job over... A research position. That could be something you learn. I think also... Always go for money, not for uh, yeah. altruism. Yeah. I would also say, uh, don't marry people. I, I can agree with that. <laughs> um, because they will end up uh, killing you with arsenic. Yeah. And uh, don't become a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the weirdest part about this whole case. Don't drink bowling alley beer. Ooh, don't, yeah. that is a valuable lesson. Yeah. Here's, here's one of the weirdest parts about this whole case on both sides. Number one, both of the, the victim and the killer, uh, and both the killers, if you want to count Derek Willard, were both like, you know, um, had this knowledge about chemicals and stuff like that. You would think they would figure out another chemical that was a little bit better than arsenic. Arsenic, as far as like, it will kill you, but... People will know you used it. Yeah, like I would use our like I'm stupid. I would use our yeah, exactly. to kill my husband. Yeah. It's like killing you know. someone with like antifreeze or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like, it's very hacky. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trail, you know? It's like you'd think somebody with like a chemical background would be like a little bit smarter. Yeah, they're making like pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. They could make like some, you know, whatever. Let's not read too deep into this. No, let's read deep into it. I <laughs> want right, to know. Right, right. Well, we were talking earlier about, like, it's funny how the um, true crime is more popular now because of their, the true crime show documentaries that come out are pretty high quality, right? The Jinx. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the Netflix one? It's, like, 12 hours long. Uh, Making like, a Murder. Ma- Making yeah. Murder. Yeah, yeah, like, so these are, all, these are all shows that delve pretty deeply into the psychology of these... Uh, Murderers, but this show absolutely did it. I know nothing about it. I don't. I have no idea why she would have possibly done this. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 she's a she's a weird like uh, mystery. It's a, it's a cipher. Like watching the snap episode and talking about it and really, you know, delving in kind of deep. We have no uh, higher understanding of why she did what she did. Is <laughs> basically what it comes down to. But at the end of the day. Um, I have a couple of theories. Mm-hmm. Number one, she's a narcissist. Anybody who murders someone is a bit of a narcissist. When you think about how much in high regard you got to think of yourself to think that you will get away with murder. 
Sure. Yeah. There's well. There's a famous. You ever you ever heard of a Leopold and Loeb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Two two very wealthy students in like the twenties who who murdered, who murdered that guy just to a kid. Yeah, just because they thought they were so smart. And yeah. So like be, so much better than everyone else that they were able to commit the perfect crime and get away with it. Yeah. And yeah. then one of them forgot his glasses at the crime scene. <laughs> I, I think the Hitchcock movie uh, Rope is loosely based. Yes. Off that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's funny that they didn't get away with it because it was like what the twenties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you like, can just throw someone in a river. Well, we, <laughs> well remember uh, John, John Mulaney has this great joke about it, and he's like, uh, you know, he's like, "What was a murder investigation like in, in the twenties?" Like, uh, Inspector, look, uh, the killer left a, a, a pull of his blood. Mm, gross. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> now back to my hunch. You know, <laughs> so it's it's crazy that they didn't get away with it. Because, I mean, I, I think, like, in the 20s, you could just, like, throw somebody down a well and yeah. you'd be all right. But, so, uh, so it takes narcissism to murder someone. Yeah. I think you're getting away with it. What was your, you have a theory? Well, I guess diving a little bit deeper into the whole narcissism bit, as the future progressed, the level of narcissism had to get higher and higher and higher. Mm. When we're talking about in the 20s, you know, basically you could murder someone and then you could like keep them in your kitchen for like three months and then you could like just bury them in like a very shallow grave in your driveway and uh you might get caught you know but there's a good chance you would still get away with it that's what 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 it was like to murder people but you know as we kept on getting more csi exactly right (laughs) now it's like I don't think you can get away with murder unless it's like 100% totally fucking random. It has to be like a complete stranger because they could always back it up to the motive. Mm-hmm. You know? The second thing is, if you're going to murder someone, think about where you're going to do it. So if you do get caught, it won't be that bad. Like, I would say, try to get do it in Canada. Sure, yeah, somewhere with no death penalty, you're saying. Yeah, well, not only no death penalty, but um, have you, you ever listened to Canadian true crime? No. It is bananas. There's, like, all these cases where, like, there's this case where it's, like, a, a, a guy and a woman serial killer, and it's, like, supposed to be, like, one of the most notorious cases in uh, Canadian true crime history. Uh, this dude, Paul Bernardo, I think his name was... Uh, murdered and raped something like six or seven girls and he had an accomplice as well oh I know that because there, there, there was like a movie that was like a fictionalized yeah they were like yeah. they were like this like steamy couple exactly like, going around murdering women yeah exactly funsies yeah so <laughs> yeah so Paul Bernardo um, ended up having this girlfriend and they were like this like uh, Bonnie and Clyde type couple, but uh, they were also just like completely out of their fucking gourd, mm-hmm. you know, going around uh, murdering and raping all these women. In fact, the even uh, one of the victims was actually like his girlfriend's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, after you know these horrendous crimes, uh, let's just go around the table and guess what happened to these people. You go first, Pedro. Uh, Paul Bernardo became Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. <laughs> and what happened to his girlfriend? 
she changed her name and became German Prime Minister Angela Merkel. <laughs> Nick, what Ugh. do you think? I would have to say probably nothing. Okay. So, uh, uh, it's, it's both more severe than what you guys said. Mm. <laughs> so, I thought you guys would be more like, oh, 30 or 40 years or something like life. Would they get like 10 years? Uh, so, basically, the girl got off scot-free. Oh. And the dude, so you were right on that account. But uh, Paul Slammed Bernardo, up. I think he got life. But in, in Canada, life only means like up for parole in like 20 or 15 or 20 years like he's been up for parole before oh. i don't know if he's got it yeah but he's uh he's definitely been there well that guy uh anders breivik in norway who like shot 77 kids like a few you remember him he's like it was like it was like a, the biggest mass shooting in norway like wow no that history. sounds like the biggest mass shooting ever 77 people yeah it was a lot it was at all, one time yeah it was all it was he like went to like a kid's like summer camp and like shot shot it up holy shit so that guy oh, that guy is like he, he gets like 25 years in prison that's like the weird downside of like more i don't know permissive society like norway because the people talk about these like european countries it's like well the higher quality of life free health care yeah et cetera, et cetera. but it's also like it, there is something weird about like the, just the idea that some some fucking psycho like like this can walk freely at one point. They really, truly, honestly, one hundred percent believe in rehabilitation. Yeah, which and, and and like intellectually, I would say I'm for that because it yeah. seems like that's more functional overall than the way that the U.S. treats criminality. Yeah, but it definitely like oh. Well, we Anders, could give a fuck about rehabilitation. Yeah, right. But it's like the idea of Anders Breivik fucking walking around at the grocery store, like yeah, yep, murdered seventy-seven kids. Yeah. you know, you now know, buying cereal. Like, yeah, I almost think there should be like this kind of like division, um, where we we look at some crimes and say that all right, the person who committed this crime can be rehabilitated, mm-hmm. and then we look at some other crimes, and we should say, let's. You know, lock them up and throw away the fucking key. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that in California. You got the three strikes and you're out rule. So yeah. people could be spending life in prison in California for like stealing a pair of socks. Sure. Meanwhile, like. All right. So I don't know a lenient state in the US. I can't. Nothing is coming to mind. But there's definitely like some places where it's, you know, it's way. Different. So is it's, Vermont lenient, and it's uh, uh, you know, do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, this has been the uh, saga of Anne Miller Kantz. She is um, not related to the uh, famous novelist Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz, yeah. <laughs> Two O's. So uh, only one with Anne. yeah. Uh, so just because I know our, that our listeners were wondering the whole time they were listening. <laughs> but anyway, it's been great talking about it. Oh, fuck that bitch. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. This Ann Miller sounds like a pretty big cunt to me. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I've been Aaron Black. I'm Nicholas Luna, and I would like to give a big shout out to our editor, Anua Levine. Thanks for all your help. Big friend of the show. Uh, hey, I'm Pedro. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks a lot, you guys.
Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.